the Lloyd's List Shipping Podcast. Welcome to the Lloyd's List Podcast, your weekly view on the story shaping shipping. I'm Richard Mead, editor of Lloyd's List. The shipping industry is experiencing a period of accelerated digital change. For those at the vanguard of this brave new digital world, these changes have the potential to add value and enhance efficiency across an increasingly integrated global supply chain. And yet, most of the innovation we've seen over the last five years is about optimising current business models rather than disrupting the status quo with new ones. That's now changing, and nowhere has this inflection point been more visible than in the satellite communication sector, where the shift from simply selling data and communications access to finding new efficiencies and potentially new business models is very much the order of the day. For this week's podcast, I visited the London HQ of SATCOM's giant Inmarsat, spoke to their maritime president, Ronald Spitout, about the pace of change in digitalisation and why the conversations he's having with his clients has now fundamentally changed. Ronald Spitter from uh, Inmarsat, welcome to the Lloyd's List podcast. Well, happy to be here. Thank you very much for inviting me. So, Inmarsat as a business, you've gone through uh, an interesting transition as the rest of the industry is grappling with digitalization. Your entire business model effectively is changing from, from data as a commodity to selling solutions almost. Talk us through what has changed fundamentally as far as you see it in shipping over the last, say, five years. All right. Well, if you look at the last five years, it has been an incredible journey in, in that sense, where about five years ago, we were uh, still in the mode of selling megabytes or speeds or allowance plans of data. And we were actively talking about data and data plans. And if you're, if you're looking now five years later, much more of our conversations with the shipping industry are talking are going about what outcome do you want to reach uh, in terms of using data or applications or internet uh, and things like that. So we're talking outcomes rather than satellite data. Mm. And that's a massive change. And it, uh, it absolutely drives the adoption of, uh, of broadband networks on board. But moreover, it drives the adoptions of applications and internet on board. Mm. And of course, everyone is now, after five years of, uh, of getting in transition from, uh, from seeing communication as a cost on board a vessel towards seeing communication as a means and an enabler for other type of benefits, right? um, I think the, the, the majority in the industry sees now that we are fastly on our way to the connected vessel, uh, whereby the connected vessel is, uh, is, is not only connected to the internet, but also connected to the port, to the headquarters, uh, enabling many um, industry bodies to provide much more value on a flat fee type of basis to the vessel by smart use of applications. Think about engine manufacturers or ship ma- uh, shipyards or analytic software and the likes of. And um, that all happened in five years' time. Mm. Um, so. I think the, the inflection point is around early 17, where we really saw these discussions smartening up. Um, and right now, uh, we are selling outcomes, mm. and we are not selling satellite connectivity as such. But you used the word sell. I mean, let's, let's be uh, frank about this. In Marsat, as a business, you are 
in the business of selling outcomes or selling data, whichever you are, yep. you know, describing. You're yes. you're in the business of sales here, and um, would it be fair to say that the uh, the conversations you're having with your customers are, are fundamentally different depending on who they are? I, I ask specifically because. You know, the the often quoted statistic that you know shipping uh, is a is a very fragmented industry, but you know one where the average ship own, uh, owns just five ships. Presumably, the conversations that Maersk are having with you and IBM and Vartzeller and uh, the more uh, pioneering end of the digitalization uh, uh, vanguard are very different from the uh, the five ship owner who uh, is still talking to you about his megabytes allowance on a monthly basis, presumably. Yeah, that, that is right, and uh, I, I'll, I will try to tackle this question along two, two ways. Of course, there's a massive difference between the Mursks of this world and uh, the two, three uh, uh, vessel companies. Um, what, we, what we are trying to do is put a mirror in front of them we, in, in the form of a website that we use. Um, that website has been populated by the outcomes of a massive survey that we did amongst all the ship managers and owners in the world. And whether you are a MERSC or whether you are a two-vessel company, you can go to that website, answer similar questions that all the respondents did, and benchmark yourself mm. where you are in the adoption of Internet. And what does that uh, range look like? I mean, because Well, know, that, that, that ranges from uh, early adopters yeah. like uh, like like the Musks that we that we talked about, to to laggards who just don't see it yet and still believe that they can manage their operations on 250 megabits per month mm. um, and see, and and those are the ones who still see communication as a cost center mm. rather than as a means for a more uh, competitive uh, or more efficient or more profitable uh, operation. But let's but be let's let's be fair. The 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 industry is, I think. Fairly has a reputation as being a sort of technological group of laggards. I mean, they haven't been the first to take up these things. And that 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 ship owner, uh, we will describe as I don't know, a, a Greek ship owner of five ships for for argument's sake, mm. arguing that he can run his business <coughs> on two hundred and fifty megabits a month. What are you telling him to convince him that uh, the, the the brave new world of uh, efficiency of interconnected uh, supply chain and uh, the ability to uh, um, Incur uh, sort of a, a far more efficient business if only he uh, could adopt a new business model. What? How, how do you? Convince no, I, him? I don't. I don't think that we are forcing people in a new business model. And as I said, I don't have to convince anyone anymore that the end goal is the connected vessel. Mm. But for those ones that either are laggards or small or don't see the whole picture yet, still, right? The key is in making it simple and bring a lot of these things that are seen as technological or or expensive or high-tech, bring them on an as-a-service basis. Mm. Think about cybersecurity as a service. Or think about a flat fee Actis download as a service. Mm. Rather than they have to invest in these kind of things, we make it simple for them so they can adopt. Um, think about sensor information. That sounds very techy for a lot of those lagger type of companies. Mm. But if you can buy that service by just saying how many of these information streams do you like to pull, how often do you like to pull them, and which analytic software do you like to have it brought to you with, and provide that as a, as a flat fee service. Now, then you have analytics as a service, right? And you're not talking about satellite capacity or allowance plans anymore. And so taking away the hurdle of investments and taking away the hurdle of high-tech specialists, right? Those parties will adopt 
and, and step on the first steps to the connected mm. vessel as well. But there's a, there's a second answer to your question, whereby you kind of assume that digitalization is for the big ones or for the wealthy ones. I don't see it like that at all. I see the need and the urge for digitalization all over the globe, regardless the segment. So it, it yes, the big, the big deep sea going vessels are digitalizing because of regulations and because of a need to be more efficient or connect themselves with the supply chain. But I even see it in small fishery vessels where they need to register their catch or where they have to comply to all kinds of fishery regulations. Mm. I see it in leisure where digitalization happens because otherwise people don't get their family on their boat if they don't have Netflix on it. So digitalization is happening everywhere. And yes, it's happening much later than on land because previously satellite communication could have been a barrier for it. We took that barrier away and now you see it happening all over the band and actually much faster than we anticipated five years ago. Presumably there's very few companies on land that are left with the 250 megabits a month. Uh, exactly, because they don't exist anymore. Then. Right, they don't exist anymore. And yet, and I buy that uh, that, that that rapid pace of development and uh, you pay an engaging picture of, of, of the possibilities. Right. But we are talking about possibilities here. We're talking about a shifting business model, not just for your customers, but for you as well. You are far more now um, uh, engaged in partnerships, and those are open-ended partnerships in terms of the possibility of what you have now provided, that, that, that uh, bigger stream of data. The, the, the possibilities are not yet um, codified, they are many uh, people coming from outside of the industry and having conversations with you and your customers about the possibilities of what they could do with that connected ship, that smarter ship, that Internet of Things. We don't yet have a vision of, of what this increasingly accelerating digitalization process looks like. That is right. Uh, but we, uh, we've done a couple of things anticipating that. So we are not a software company. We are a satellite operator. So the only thing we could reasonably do to make sure that this whole ecosystem of application providers and industry bodies and customers are jointly together making those steps towards the connected vessel is to enable that rather than define it. Right? So what we've done is we developed a platform which is open for our partners, which is open to application providers to use it on board so that regardless what kind of incredible interesting thing they invent next year or five years from now it will run over that platform because that platform enables them to utilize secondary bandwidth or dynamic bandwidth so that they can provide their services regardless what and that is what we did so i'm not trying to limit in any way or format the development we are embracing it by providing an enablement platform um, would it be fair to say that if we look across the industry, look at all these possibilities, data is now the most valuable commodity that the industry is dealing with? Da data is the most valuable commodity that the industry can deal with. Uh, but don't forget that we're talking about the sea over here. And if the connected vessel is much more connected to their headquarters or the port or the internet, if you really believe that it becomes an integrated part of the hyper-connected society, as we all call it, then the always-on connectivity that you can rely on is much more interested 
interesting than the amount of data that you can transport at a certain spot on the earth. So the commodity that you describe is fully endorsed. I understand that. But it is, for instance, here in London, where there is plenty of data the whole time everywhere. In the middle of the sea, that's not always the case. So providing an always-on reliable mobile connectivity, that is the key there. And the commodity will come much later when, uh, well, when data is plentifully available everywhere and always. Mm. We're not yet there at sea. And when we, we're talking about satellite communications and, and, and the application of uh, a connected ship, inevitably conversations turn to autonomy. Mm-hmm. And I think as an industry, we've, we've probably developed a, a slightly more sophisticated uh, conversation now in terms of right. what autonomy means. Yes. We're talking about efficiency. We're talking yes. about analytics. We're talking about the way in which the smart connected ship is, is dealing with um, the brains back on shore as well as at sea. And things are becoming seamless in terms of uh, operational. But do you where, where do you see this heading? What's what's the next step beyond just that basic connectivity and the ability to crunch increasingly large amounts of uh, analytical data in order to provide a little bit more efficiency in operations? What, what's the next well, step? The, 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 the efficiency in operational terms, that's the first step, of course. But the integration with shore, the integration with supply chains, the integration with the goods on board, uh, most of all, the integration with the end user at the end, who will define what a successful maritime company is. Mm. Those are the next steps. And the the autonomous vessel is playing an important role into that. But also the autonomous vessel will appear in small steps, Mm. uh, whereby autonomy will probably come via steps like remote decision support and eventually remote decisions and eventually remote operations. And then maybe later on, full autonomy. Mm. And even that will come depending on what type of vessels you're talking about, whether it's uh, a tugboat locally mm. or whether it is a container vessel that, that roams the world, those will have different time scales of adoption of autonomy. Mm. Um, but eventually, I think that we are going in that direction. Because as an industry, we tend to think about the ship. We tend to think about the, the, the ship and how it connects with, you know, back at shore. But actually, what we're talking about here in terms of this efficiency, in terms of this connected nature of trade we're talking about trade finance we're talking about the ability to automate those uh, risk mitigation strategies that the banks are concerned with we're talking about um, completely um, integrated supply chains supported by blockchains supported by um, uh, all stakeholders knowing uh, that there is complete transparency across uh, any single trade your position within that that's that's key presumably well, we try to be as meaningful as possible in that whole development. Um, and we, we do that by securing that there's always plenty of capacity available, seamless, global, in a mobile way, everywhere on, uh, on the seas. Uh, and for that, we continue to launch satellites and to increase our capacity. Um, so we try to, to stay meaningful in that way. Uh, what I pick up from, from your question is, is, where is the major stakeholder? I think at the end, it is the end user who is not that much interested where his goods are, whether they are on a truck or on a vessel. But that whole supply chain needs to be transparent for them. And that's what we are working towards to. So interconnecting them, those all and all those stakeholders and players, whether they are transportation companies or port authorities or vessel operators, they all have to seamlessly working together 
and then eventually the end user will define how it works mm. uh, and that's what we try to accomplish okay. um, final question we're sitting here uh, on the uh, the 24th of January um, the UK government has just launched its uh, 2050 strategy mm-hmm. um, heavy bias towards digitalization and technology investment uh, in the UK we're sitting here on Old Street roundabout in, in central London do you think the UK's uh, digital prowess is, is, is sufficient to sort of keep uh, maritime technology uh, as, a, as a sort of the epicenter here in London, or do you think it's now very much an international business? Well, international or not, I see similar type of movements in other countries where they are making digitalization and uh, efficiency for production uh, key, and you see that in uh, in Japan and in Norway and in many of the maritime, uh, the so-called maritime countries, of which the UK is one of the most important ones. So I fully endorse that, uh, but you can't do it in isolation because, as, as I said, it's all about the integration of the full supply chain globally. Uh, so I think all the, the, the maritime nations, who luckily most of them have a similar type of drive, uh, have a role in this. You can't do this on yourself uh, as a nation. Wonderful. Bronze Spirits out in my sand. Thank you very much for joining us. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.